right, let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, we, we thank you again for the day in which you've given us. God, we thank you for being able to come into your house. God, we thank you for our brothers and sisters that, that surround us. Um, God, we ask as we open your word and we hear from you today that we cannot be distracted by things going on in our lives, that we cannot be distracted by things going on in the room, by the things that um, just kind of plague us, but we can just focus in on what it, it is that you are saying. God, we ask that we can just do what it is um, and we can be obedient to your calling, be obedient to your will, and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. How we doing? Good. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thank you all for everyone who was uh, um, able to, because I know there's probably some of you that wanted to but was not able to, but for all of you that were able to help um, get my wife back on the road with uh, getting the car back up and running, we, we huge, huge, greatly appreciate that. Huge blessing. Um, Beyond words, so uh, yeah. Although my my yeah my oldest daughter's already claimed the car again because be in prayer for that because she'll be driving for too long. Um, so uh, anywho, how's y'all's week going? Good, great, excellent, fantastic. What? Come on. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, we're finishing up the, the, the series on prayer today. Um, and my hope with this series that uh, we, we're finishing up is that um, through the last few weeks, four weeks, this is the fifth week, that we've learned a little bit of something. What, what, what that little bit of something is, is I hope you have more confidence um, in prayer. I, I hope that you can understand that, that you have everything that is needed. Um, am I interrupting you two down here? All right. Man, alive. Security. Deacon. That's a deacon issue. He's sitting there like this. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, but the, the whole purpose behind this um, be, behind this series is that uh, uh, we can, with confidence, go into the throne room and, and understand that you have connection to the Almighty God, it, it, and it's not only just hearing those words; it's actually acting upon that. So today we're going to finish up that all that whole series um, with a tongue twister. Yes, we like tongue twisters, right? And the, the tongue twister is the, the uh, title of the sermon. Practical, powerful prayer. Say that five times fast, right? Practical, pro powerful prayer. I can't even say it one time fast. <laughs> <sighs> but we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. So if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 6, that's where we're going to, uh, uh, we're, we're going to spend our time there. Um. As you, as you turn there, the, the, the big idea, if you're taking notes, and uh, by the way, did everybody get one of those half sheets of paper? Or if not, does anybody need one of those half sheets of paper? I know Wayne's got some extras here. Anybody? No? Everybody got it? Okay. So um, I was asked if I could start doing this more, more often 
uh, this little notes taking thing. I, I, whatever, I'll do whatever y'all want. Um, not whatever, but I'll, I'll do what is needed to help you grow because my whole purpose is to equip the saints for ministry. I, I read that somewhere. Um, so, uh, but it, anywho, um, on this sheet, it, it's gonna, going to kind of guide us through what it is we're going to talk about today. You'll see on there that, that you have the Lord's Prayer that, that is on the, the top, and then there's five uh, fill-in-the-blanks at the bottom, um, and uh, we'll... we'll you know, be, be discussing that as, as we go. But, so if you're taking notes, there's some space down at the bottom there. If you want to write this in, you don't have to. Um, the big idea, the big idea for today, so the central theme that we're going to talk about all today, that prayer is the most practical tool for a Christian. So first part is prayer is the most practical tool for a Christian, and knowing how to use it is powerful. So the most practical tool as a Christian you can have is prayer, and, and knowing how to use it is powerful. So that's where we got the, 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 the title, Practical, Powerful Prayer, and I will say that slow. Practical, Powerful Prayer. Six months from now, you're going to like, you, you know what, you, you remember that sermon, that PPPPP sermon, whatever it is? The Practical, Powerful Prayer? Yes, I remember that. You'll remember that too now. I want to hear everybody say it. Everybody say practical, powerful prayer. Practical, powerful prayer. Love it. All right. You ever been giddy about doing something? Like Tom Brady's going to be giddy about tonight? Who's, who's voting for Tom Brady? <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Jeremiah and I were talking right before service, and he said he, that, that uh, they took a poll, and there's like 1% of people that are actually um, Falcons fans, but then 99% of the rest are just against the, uh, the Patriots. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> All right, and if you're a Patriots fan, I, 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 I don't care. We know that Jesus loves college football more, but hey... <laughs> Speaking of Jesus, here in Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 5. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read 5 through 15, and then we're going to talk about it. We're going to give a little bit of context, and we're going to focus in on the Lord's Prayer itself. Verse 5, and when you pray, <laughs> awesome, can't go far without saying this, and when, thank you, Laura, and when you pray, not if you pray. Jesus is very clear. It's not like, hey, I hope they do. No, he's saying when you pray. So, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you go, or when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who is in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So real quick, look at this. This is one of those things that I've encountered people that say, I don't pray in public because Jesus says we're not allowed to pray in public. Where? Well, in, in Matthew chapter 6, it says, don't pray like the, 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 the hypocrites do. Well, all right, let's talk about that real quick, because um, that is a lie from the pit of hell, okay? You can pray in public. 
You should pray in public. What Jesus is saying here is don't be like the hypocrites. Now, understanding that, that, that what that word means, that word hypocrite means is important. Um, it, it's best uh, translated actor. We, we, we like hypocrites because it, it, kind of, it sounds more forceful, but it really means an actor. So think about that. He's saying don't pray like actors would pray. What do actors do? Act, right? And they pretend and they, they, they play roles and everything. So he's not saying don't pray in front of people. He's saying when you pray in front of people, don't put on a show. It's not for you to see how much you can woo the people into saying, wow, that guy really knows how to pray. Or, man, that, that lady, she's, she's killing it. No, it's not about how, how great your prayer is in public. It's understanding that the, 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 the condition of the heart. We've talked about posture. Our posture is proper. So don't use the excuse, well, it says to pray in secret. No, what, what Jesus is saying is make sure that you're not just praying out in the open for everybody to see you, but on your own time you're praying as well when no one's around. What you doing? What you doing when no one's around? Because that's what, what, what really matters. So here when Jesus says that, he makes that, that, that clarity. And then he says, don't um, heap up empty words like the Gentiles do. Remember we talked about on the, on the, the, first, uh, the first Sunday that I was preaching on prayer, I talked about like the, um, the, the, the statistic of three to five minutes most Christians pray. Well, that doesn't mean that, oh, I want to get 10 minutes in, so I just got to start throwing some yabba dabba and rub-a-dubs and some hallelujahs and shekinahs and all this other stuff in there that, you know, just to you know, make this longer. That's, that, that he's saying, don't just throw words out there. You're not trying to throw words, some, stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. But make sure your words are meaningful. Pray from, from, from your heart. Now, when Jesus says all this, he, he's, he's uh, to kind of give you a little context, this is the, the Sermon on the Mount. He's got his disciples all sitting around him. And then they're hearing what it is that, 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 that is taking place. They're hearing this teaching, and he's, he's, he's directing directly towards them. Now, does it, the Bible tell us that there was great crowds? Yeah, but the great crowds were like kind of on, on this, these outskirts here. He's talking to his, his disciples here. Now, this is not just the, the 12 disciples. There were many that followed him. But he's saying, okay, here, here's, you got to get this. And, and the reason I highlight that is we can look at, he's talking to us. He's talking to us. This is what needs to happen. He says here in verse uh, 9, after he gives this uh, somewhat of an instruction or, or warning, he says, pray then like this, okay? Pray then like this. He, he doesn't say you have to use these words verbatim. He's saying pray then like this. And he goes on and he says this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And everybody's going, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. I mean, so for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will, neither will their father, your Father in heaven Forgive your trespasses. Okay, so yes, Lee, I was continuing on in that and with the, um, the, the extended statement that's on the, uh, the end of uh, verse 13. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick because there's a lot of people who get um, kind of tripped up about that. 
What we have to understand is in the translations of the Bible, there are multiple translations of the Bible. I'm not going to get into Bible translation. You all missed that on Wednesday night. If you want to rehash that, get enough people together and we'll teach it again. So, but what we need to understand is with different translations, there are different manuscripts that were, that were um, uh, given throughout time. Now it doesn't make one manuscript better than the other. Now, some of you are starting to glaze over. Just stick with me for, for one minute because the geeks in here want to know this. Um, so the, the, the different manuscripts, what, what we have here is that at the end of this verse on chapter or in verse 13, there is an addition that has, was put in later after Matthew wrote the, the, the Bible, was put in by um, the church. Tradition, church tradition, put the, the, the addition into this verse. Now, does that make, well, you're not supposed to add to or take away from the Bible. Okay, let's just not be uh, the, the holier than thou, the self-righteous people. Let's just, let's just look at what, what, what has happened. They didn't add, add to anything in Scripture that was, was heretical. They didn't take away from anything. They just reinforced what was already taught in the Old Testament and what was, what, what was seen here in, the, in this prayer. So the reason that we, as LifePoint, when we uh, uh, um, say the Lord's Prayer, we add that in there, we're following along with church tradition, with the later manuscripts, because it, it just makes sense, and it's a good ending to a powerful prayer. So don't get, don't get um, all juiced up if, if you've got a, a different translation of the Bible, um, like a, a King James or a New King James or even like the Holman Christian Standard. You know, if you have that and it has it in there, and, and then the, those, the rest of us or whoever has an ESV, they're like, well, it's not in mine. Look in your footnotes. It tells you about all that as well. So understand that it's church tradition that put that in there, and, and it's, it's all right for what it is, the purposes in which we use it here. What we're going to do is, as we look today at the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, we're going to look at what is, what is here in Scripture, knowing what I just said about uh, the, the ending of the Lord's Prayer, how we end that. All right? So if you have questions about that um, and, and you, you don't agree with me, fine. Find me after. We'll talk about that then. Don't let that cloud the rest of the, the, this morning because you're going to miss what it is that God has to say to you. That's just kind of like a side note here. So, with, with all of that, let, let's get into the Lord's Prayer, which is funny to me because it's really not the Lord's Prayer. It's actually our prayer. He's saying, when you pray, pray like this. What I love about the Lord's Prayer is as we look at this, we can see that there is a, this is a model for us for prayer. I was telling the guys before, uh, before service here um, that uh, we've been saying the Lord's Prayer here now in, 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 at LifePoint for a few months now. I don't know exactly. Does anybody really remember when we started it? Yeah, probably about a year or so maybe. Yeah, yeah so it's been a while. So here's where when, I, when we started doing it, uh, I, I was anticipating this day because I'm excited about this because my, my prayer is that over the last year or so that we've been saying this every Sunday, that's 52 times, you know, we're saying it over and over and over and over again. That's just 52 times, you know, we said it here at least. My, my prayer is that you, you've, you've used this, the Lord's Prayer, outside of, you know, just on Sunday morning. Just, you know, outside of just impressing the person beside you when as you're saying the Lord's Prayer, you're looking around. I'm not looking at the screen. I'm not looking at the screen. I know this. I, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. None of you do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
But anyways, so my, my, my prayer is now that, okay, now that that has been ingrained into your, your mind, we can understand what Jesus is saying here as far as this is a model for us. Because he doesn't, he, he doesn't tell us, okay, I want you to say this, then say this, then say this, and say this, and say amen, and that's the special formula, and, you know, bammo, whammo, there you go. You get what you want. Now, this is a model which, which he has given us. So, like I said, I've been looking forward for the, to this day for a long time. Let's break it down. Our Father, so let's start. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's where we're going to start. Um, my grandma that uh, is now with Jesus um, dancing and having a grand old time uh, wrote uh, um, down her rendition, not rendition, but kind of a, an explanation of um, the Lord's Prayer, which if anybody wants to see it, what I'll do is I'll leave it up here. We're going to talk about some of it, but uh, it, it's kind of interesting to, to get a different perspective. Um, but she, she wrote, wrote some insight to the Lord's Prayer. So I'm going to use some of that. But I, I think that, that what we need to understand is, is when we're, we're looking at the Lord's Prayer, we're understanding that it is a model. We're understanding what we're supposed to do with this. So when he, it starts out here, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let's start with this. It says, our Father, not your Father, her Father, his Father, or the Father. It says, our Father. The first thing that we can see that, um, is that, that uh, we can clearly identify who we are talking to. So point number one in the five practical parts for powerful prayer, you like that? Five practical parts for powerful prayer. Number one is identify. Identify who you are talking to. When you pray, does God know if you're praying to him or not? Yes. But do you know who you're praying to? So it says here, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Identify who it is you're talking to and identify where he is at. Please. Because you're not praying to a tree. You're not praying to um, uh, uh, um, an impersonal force. It says, Father. Hear me when I say this. Too many times, too many people uh, equate God with a feeling. God is not a feeling. Did he create feelings? Absolutely. Are feelings uh, um, appropriate? Absolutely. But God is not a feeling, nor is he a force. The Bible says he's father. He's a very personal being. When we equate God by the way in which we feel, we have a tendency of, of equating to him as um, they, they do in Star Wars, may the force be with you. Something that is impersonable or impersonal. No, God created feelings, but we have to understand that the fact is that he's father. He's, he's intimate He's transcendent, meaning he's above everything. He's above all. But he's imminent, meaning he's in your life. He's there with you. And we get this picture uh, and this understanding because he is a father. Now, maybe you had a, a bad upbringing or not the best upbringing when it comes to a father, an earthly father in your life. One thing I want to stress is do not impose the, 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 the failures and the sinfulness of your earthly father onto, the, onto your heavenly father. 
Just look at, the way, look at it this way. The way in which your father on earth failed you, your father in heaven will never fail you that way. Whatever that may be. Because I don't want that to be an obstacle when you are there and you say, you know, father doesn't really mean anything to me. No, it should mean and it needs to mean something to you. Let that healing take place. Let, the, let your heavenly father heal what your earthly father jacked up. So when we pray, it says our father in heaven. So our father, who is in heaven? We know where he's at hallowed be your name. Now, understand this. Hallowed means um, to to set apart as holy, to sanctify. Sanctify. Holy is your name. But it's not just a name being holy. This hallowed, it it, it has the the imposition. It has the, the, the force of not only is this holy, you need to treat his name as holy. It's not just saying, yep, God's holy. Okay, treat his name as if he's holy. So when we're praying, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, I'm going to treat you as holy. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I, 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 I let God do the battle or wage this war in the people's lives, but it, it, it just kind of, every time I hear it, it just irks me, but that's me, is when people say, oh my God. <laughs> okay, just, just hear me out on this. I don't want to be the self-righteous man. I'm not, I don't want to be that. But it says we're to, to uh, revere his name as holy. If we're using his name in just as a whatever. I, I saw something funny. Oh, my, OMG, oh, that was awesome. No, that, 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 that devalues the, the, the holiness of his name. So, I, I mean, I ain't going to point that out to everybody. Whatever. Or, or, or are we guilty of things? Yeah, Whatever. But just kind of just let that sink in. Let, let God do the word. I'm going to let the, the Spirit convict you on that. Because if we're going to pray the prayer, hallowed is your name, I want to, when I say the name of God, I want to keep that holy, that set apart, the Almighty. So when it talks about that, His name, His nature, the person, let that sink in. That's deep. You want to go deep? That's deep. The creator of the universe. That's who we're, pr- we're praying to. But he's not just a creator. He's intimate with me. He's a, my father. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is one of those things where English kind of dilutes the, the, the original language here. When it says your kingdom come, your will be done. It's actually how the the, the verbs and stuff are are constructed in the original language. It's it's better translated or it's better understood as let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. As if we're saying, okay, God, uh, we're ushering it in. Bring it in. We're not just identifying it. We're asking, bring this in. Let your will be done. So when, when we're doing that, when we're, 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 we're saying, okay, your, your kingdom come, your will, will be done, what we're doing is, this is point two, we're establishing the correct mindset. You got to establish the correct mindset. You, you've heard me say in, in the past about pray till you pray. What do you mean pray till you pray? Well, okay, so if you just kind of sit down and just go, oh, yeah, thank you God for this, thank you God for that, Amen. Is that prayer? Technically, yeah, I guess if you're going to check a box, it's prayer. But are you in the right mind? Well, 
man, you don't know what's going on at work, and I'm just, okay, fine. Pray and ask God to help you pray. Pray till you pray. Get your mind going, because if, if we want the, the renewing of the mind, the transformation that takes place that, that, that Paul talks about, it's through that, that mindset. We are to have the mind of Christ. Pray for that. No one, and I'm not expecting everybody to sit down and you're like, have these, these awesome, holiest prayers. No, because it's beyond you to pray a holy prayer. You need the, you need the Holy Spirit to help you do that. So when we're looking at this, it says, your, will, your, your kingdom come, your will be done. Saying, okay, God, I, got, I'll get me, I, I need to get in this mindset on earth as it is in heaven. I heard, uh, I think it was John Piper said, when, when, when he hears this, he thinks about the angels in heaven. So when, when it says, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what happens in heaven? Well, the angels are fully, completely, 100% obedient to the king. What this is saying is change my mind because I want to be obedient to the king like the angels are obedient to the king. Which is a beautiful thing because he says, it, 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 it's, if we understand if God tells us to pray this, that this is possible. So, so don't think, well, yeah, that's never going to happen here on earth. Who are you to say that it's not going to happen? God says, pray this. Let him work it all out. So we, we see this and, and we can say, okay, my mindset, I got to get my mindset in, 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 um, in line with God's. Uh, Colossians uh, 3 tells us about that we're to set our things that are above, not on things that are on earth. That's that, 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 that mindset. Again, not running around with our heads in the clouds, no, but understanding I want, I want what God wants. I want to focus on what he wants. How am I going to know that? I'm going to be in contact. Intentional communication with God. That's what prayer is. Intentional communication with God. Give us this day our daily bread. This, this, this part of the prayer is easy for some and hard for others. Easy for some, it's easy for, for some of us to pray for what it is that, that you know, we, we need, and we'll put even in there what we want. For some people, they think it's a bad thing that we're, if we pray for ourselves. Jesus makes this perfectly clear when he says, give us this day our daily bread. What he is doing is he's saying, trust God with your daily provisions. Pray for what you need. Stress, ask your, an asterisk by it. Pray for what you need. Should we pray for what we want? As long as it's in, in line with God's will, fine. Pray for what you want, but pray for what you need. Do you need that job? Do you need that car? Do you need that relationship? Whatever it may be, do you need that? You got to ask that. He's saying, pray for, our, give us this day. Give us today, which he's praying in the present, right? Give us today what it is I need, our daily needs. Too many times what we do is we focus too much on the future, should we look into the future? Yeah, yeah, we need to. It's a good thing to prepare. But we, we miss today. He says, pray for today. What's going to sustain you through today? And, and, and I, love, I love what my grandma writes on this. In, in, in her thing, she says, I believe Jesus tells us of the, of the little things he wants done. And we are so busy thinking that they are big things to do 
that we forget the little things. And then she writes, maybe it's just a hello. Maybe it's just a hug. Too many times what we do is we think that these are huge things. Our needs are so great. Ask God to, to supply the needs for today. And don't overlook the little things. Have you told your wife that you love her today? Have you told your husband that you love her today? Some of you are leaning over right now saying, I love you. Yes, I did that. Right? But what are the little things that we're missing? We miss the little things because we don't pray for the little things. We only pray for the big things. Pray for the little things. Why? Because Jesus says to. Give us this day our daily bread. I love the needs part of it, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual needs. That's what the needs are. Too many times, too many Christians trust Jesus for eternity, but they don't trust him for today. Think about that. Think how insane that is. You'll trust him for eternity, yeah, for ever and 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 ever, and ever but you're not going to trust him for 24-hour periods? So number three, you probably already picked it up, but number three is make your immediate needs known. And I stress that, immediate needs. Should we make our future? Yeah, but the problem is we don't necessarily know what we need for the future. Let's let God identify what we need as we go through life. But let's, let's pray for the needs now. Fourth, part here. This is where we're going to start to get a little squirmy. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So Jesus talks about, give us, you know, this day our daily bread. So then in the presence, now he's kind of taking a step back. He's saying, looking at the past, forgive us, you know, um, our debts in the present, like we've forgiven our, our, our debtors. Um, this is not a monetary or financial debt in which uh, is being referred to. This is a sin debt. This debt here, we, what we need to understand is when Jesus is praying this and he's using forgiveness as the focus here, he's telling us to do something that is the hardest thing for us to do. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things for an individual to do. Why is it so hard? Because most people try to do it on their own power. I got to forgive. I gotta, you, 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 yes, you do, but you can only do this because you've been forgiven. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can forgive. I don't care how heinous the crime is, how heinous the sin is, how hard or, or, or how much you've been hurt. I, I get it. And that's not, it doesn't minimize the hurt and the pain and the reality of it, but you do have the ability to forgive. Well, I don't want to forgive. Did we read the last 14? It says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. What are you saying? So my sin is dependent upon my forgiveness for others? I've got, I'm in charge and I, I control and manipulate the Almighty God? No, what it is is you cannot really truly be forgiven until you forgive. You've got to be willing to forgive when it says that if we ask, if we confess our sins, that he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. But that confession is, okay, I jacked up. It's, it's, it's on me. I need to uh, repent uh, of this. And when we do that, that's when the forgiveness comes. We're not manipulating God by any stretch of the imagination. What we're doing is when we don't forgive, we keep a separation in our relationships. So let's look at this, our relationship with God. If we don't forgive, if Bobby, I've used this example, if Bobby sins against me and I don't forgive Bobby, does that mean that, I, that God's not going to forgive me and I'm going to die and I'm going to go to hell? No. But what that does is that, that, that causes a disruption between my relationship with God. Obviously, there's a, there's a disruption between my relationship with Bobby, but now there's a disruption between my relationship with God. When I forgive him, I can be forgiven and I can restore this relationship here. Understand unforgiveness. If it's not the number one cause, it is very, it's in the top five, if not, if not top two or three reasons for broken relationships. And what unforgiveness comes down to is pride. You don't know what she did to me or you don't know what he did to me. I don't, I, I agree, I don't know. But there are, are, are no side notes, as, G, as Jesus is saying here. Forgive them unless this happens. Or forgive them unless this happens. Or in case of this happening, look at this commandment instead. It, it doesn't, doesn't say that. What we need to understand is that unforgiveness causes broken relationships. So when he's saying here, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. He's saying, he's number four, request restoration for relationships. Or maybe it's only relationship. Maybe it's just the, you and him. I don't know. But it's a request for, I want to restore this relationship. We are given the ministry, as, as, as believers in Jesus Christ, we are given the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? That's the, the beginning process of restoration. Reconciliation is taking two opposing forces and then taking and turning them towards each other so a restoration can take place. God has taken two opposing forces, namely me and him, and have turned us now. We are turned towards each other. Actually, God's always been turned towards us. Now I'm turned towards, we're turned towards one another. Now the restoration can take place. So when we're asking and saying, okay, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors, it's not only that relationship between us and God. It's relationships we have in our lives as well. Nowhere in Scripture does it say for us to forgive and forget, right? That, that's what people think. Well, I can't forgive them. I can never be, forget what they, they did. It doesn't say that we're to forgive and forget. It doesn't say that anywhere. Only God can forget. Only God can take and cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. We can forgive. And maybe sometimes that forgiveness is something that you have to do every day. Or maybe it's something you've got to do every hour. I, I, no, Bobby hurt me. No, I forgive him. I'm doing something else, you know, uh, about 10 minutes later. Well, you know, Bobby, he really, nope, I forgive him. And maybe that goes on throughout that day. Maybe it's a 24-hour period, and I forgive him 24 times in those 24 hours, once an hour or whatever. I don't know. And then maybe the next day it comes up where, you know, that same thought, the devil tries to take that same 
thought and that, that, that fear and that, the, the pain, and he tries to throw it back in your face to get you all, and, and, and all worked up. And No, 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 wait, wait. No, I forgave, I'm, I forgive him. Maybe you have to forgive over and over and over and over again for the same thing that happened. But I guarantee this, if we have that, that continual asking and, and giving of forgiveness, that's going to be a, a, a characteristic of our lives that is going to take effect even firmer. So when, no, maybe it goes from forgiving Bobby every day that he hurt me to once a week that he hurt me. And then maybe it's once a month. And then maybe after time it's like, no, I have really truly forgiven him. To forgive someone is to take your foot off of their throat. Just think of that. When you are not, I'm not going to forgive them, they hurt me. You're standing there with your foot on their throat. To forgive them is to relieve them of that burden. I'm going I'm to take it up. Even though the devil wants to grab your leg and put it back down on with, with harder force. No, I, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiving them. And again, maybe we have to do it over and over and over. Some of us have thick skulls. But we can do it. We can do it because that's what God has said. He says, when we pray, forgive us our debts. As we, have we, as we also forgiven our debtors. We can do this. Forgiveness is possible. Grandma says, <laughs> Jesus doesn't care whose fault it is. He cares what it does to you if you don't forgive. That was one of the things that, 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 that stood out most to me through the whole reading of, of her, her thing here was, yeah, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. What do we try to do? She did, he did, they did, whatever. We try to point fingers. Jesus doesn't care whose fault it is. Because at the end, he knows whose fault it is. He, he, he knows who's at fault for whatever took place. What he cares is what's, what's happening to you because you're not forgiven. That person, Bobby, just because he sinned against you, he's standing between you and me. Forgive him. I want to get closer with you. I didn't say forget him. Forgive him. Forgiveness is hard, but it is necessary, and it is possible. So, number four, request restoration for relationships. Fifth part here. <clears throat> and lead us not into temptation... But deliver us from evil. Some of your translations may say from the evil one. Okay, same thing. I, I think it's important that we note God does not tempt us. This is not saying that God or implying that God tempts us. Wait a second, if I follow God, he says we're supposed to ask not to be led into temptation. Well, here's the deal. Again, gross translation of Greek to English, it kind of loses a little bit. But what we need to understand is we're all going to go through times of testing. You all, we all will go through times of testing. The prayer here is to have the desire... No, the desire that as we go through this time of testing, the, guy, the God will guide us and protect us. So number five there is desire guidance and protection. 
Because you will go through testing. Jesus says, you know, they persecuted me. You think you're better than me? If they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. As we go through this, as we understand the, the times of testing, we don't go out looking for the times of testing. We don't put ourselves in bad situations just to kind of, I want to test myself and see how good I, you know, I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm an alcoholic, or I was, I was an alcoholic, and now, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into the bar just to prove that I'm not that. Well, that, that that's just stupid. Just don't, 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 don't test. Don't, don't, you don't be your own test. Let God be the test. Because it's very clear that he says that he gives you the, the, the deliverance from whatever test that he, he gives you. He gives you the out. So if he tests you with something, whatever you're the weakest in, he's going to give you the out for that. But if you test yourself, you're just asking for trouble. Because then you're walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. Here it says our desire is to be for his guidance and his protection. And I already explained the last part. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. When you say amen, what it is that you're saying is, I agree. When we say amen at the end of a prayer, it's meaning I agree. So if you're at Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or whatever, and Uncle Larry is saying some weird things in the prayer, and at the end... He finishes it up with amen. Don't say amen unless you agree with what he says. Because you're saying, I concur. Yeah, what he said, put, that, put my name on that too. Bad place to be. Don't let people speak for you. If you don't believe it, don't say it. I, I think as we look here now, and we'll finish all with this. We have here, when Jesus says pray like this, we have here a model. My prayer is now, as we have put this into our head for the, over the last year, as we have memorized the Lord's Prayer, when you pray, try this this week. Pray the Lord's Prayer, but break it down like we just broke it down. Break it down. So when you're praying and you're saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, stop and you say, Yes, God, you are my Father. You're more than just a feeling or you're a force or whatever. You're my father. I have a relationship with you. You're in heaven. Yes, God, you are in heaven. And you see where I'm going with this. Break this down. Understand what it is that you're praying. I asked when we started this a few weeks ago, like how many of you did not have a, 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 a fervent on fire prayer life, and 98% of everybody raised their hand and said, yeah, that's, that's me. I guarantee this. You pray what Jesus has given us and the model in which he has given us to pray. Now, don't make this just empty words. Remember, not like the Gentile uh, heaping up empty phrases. But if you pray this like he has intended it to be prayed, understanding these five things here, and this is just one. I'm sure that there's a lot more you will see a difference. The difference is, it may not be, you might not get the boat, you know, or the truck to pull it, or Yeti 110 ice down with silver bullets. Some of you are like, I like that song. It's a catchy song, right? You may not get all of this stuff, 
that money can buy, right? You may not get that, but what you will get, I guarantee, is your life is going to be transformed because you're going to start to see, okay, wait, I'm praying, and when I say your will be done, so when I'm, your kingdom come, your will be done, my mind is, 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 is more clearly in line with God. Don't take this as, oh, this is just another, you know, motivational speech. No, actually today is very practical, very applicable. Take this today. Ask yourself, guys, leaders of your, your, your houses, of your families, am I praying with my wife and my kids like this? If not, okay, what can I, don't, don't be sulking, oh, crap, I'm not, you got me. No, do something about it. Ladies, you can, you can do the same. We all have these, uh, the, the, the responsibility to be godly in our lives. Don't, don't impose responsibility on someone else when we're not taking responsibility for our own actions. Because when we pray, we're releasing control to God. And he says for us to be controlled, self-controlled, not controlling of others. So let this be the, the cry of, okay, God, yeah. Now I know. No one can go out of here today that, that has been awake for the last 40 minutes. No one can go out of here today saying, I don't know how to pray. Jesus gave us a really good model in which we can pray. So let's do it. Uh, let's bow. So I, I think it would be appropriate for me to kind of help you model this prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God, we ask as we say that, that we, um, we identify you as Father, that we, live as, that, that, that we live like you are our Father, that we live that, that your name is holy. God, that we know that you sit on the throne in heaven. God, that, that, that we can uh, understand that, that when we come before you, we're coming before you as your children, not as some despondent individual. God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, transform our minds to, to, to focus on you for what it is that you have called us to do and for what you want done here on earth as it is in heaven. Let us do this. God, when we pray to um, uh, forgive us our debts, we don't need to, to jump into the forgiveness before we ask for the give us this day our daily bread. God, we want to make, make sure that as we are identifying our mindset, we're making our needs, our immediate needs known to you. God, we, we want to rely upon you. And then when we say, okay, I'm relying upon God, okay, I'm going to rely upon him even to the extent that I'm going to ask for forgiveness for others. And I'm going to ask that I can forgive others, the ones who have hurt me the deepest. God, my prayer is that I know that we all have been hurt at one level or another. Everybody in here has a relationship that is, if they're not destroyed, it's teetering. God, my prayer is that the forgiveness can take place. Maybe the forgiveness that we offer is not received by the other person. It's not dependent upon us for them to receive that. It's dependent upon us to give 
and then let you take the rest. God, let us not be self-righteous in it. God, let us understand that, that we have been forgiven. That's how we can forgive. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, as we go forth from here, we know that the, the, the world is going to be tempting us. The, our flesh is going to be uh, just trying to, to, to make us do things that we don't want to do. And the devil is going to attack every possible chance he can. So God, give us guidance and protection through that. Let us focus on you. Why do we do this? How can we do this? Because yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.